What's up, guys? What's up, hunters? Welcome back to the Zach and Beats podcast. Uh, this week, you won't get to hear the soothing voice of IT Guy because I am back. IT Guy, thanks for doing a great job of filling in uh, and spending even more of your time talking about Coin Hunt World. Uh, and it's funny how much we agreed on, um, like speculation on the future mechanisms and the buildings um, and his responses to actually a lot of the suggestions uh, that, that you did. So um, it's like I was really never gone. Um, I'm actually a little bit jealous of the, the chemistry you two guys had. It was a, a pretty magical hour of video, of audio, I'm sorry, I must say. Uh, speaking of magical audio, you sound a little bit better today. Like you yeah, got a mic. I I've, I've, yeah, I think I figured out this mic issue now. So hopefully this is a little bit of an experience, a better experience for those of you listeners. So you don't have to hear me like I'm on a phone anymore. So cool. Let, let's get back into the Zach and Beats podcast. Um, as you know, we always start with a little bit of a, a beginner's chat, and we do a little bit of a tip here. Um, and of course, I was gone last week, so my my tip for you is to try to hunt when you can, prioritize your real life. Um, I I had a little bit of a shakeup at my job where I had a new boss, and so it was a little bit different for me to have to kind of navigate my my nine to five. So that kind of slowed me down a lot in a lot of different ways. Um, and so I don't know, you know, everybody has their own things, whether it's work or their family or your health. Um, there's all sorts of different things that can take you out of hunting. So I'm hoping that um, my tip for you can be to take care of yourself and, and even like your, whatever you're using to get around, whether it happens to be a car or a bike or whatever, um, to, to make sure you're doing the right thing with those things at all times so that you can continue hunting. And I'm glad I'm back. So that, that was a good time. So, uh, yeah, take it away, Zach, for your tip. Good tip. I second that. Although I second that. This is Halloween. This is the Halloween event. It only happens once a year. So my tip is to find a way to get your butt out the door. If you're like me and you're in the Midwest or even further north in Canada, I know it's cold. It's probably raining or snowing. You're tired. It's late. You don't want to go hunt. But remember, this event only lasts a few more days. And the best part of the event is now, and it only comes around once a year. So, go hunt. I just uh, had a, a moment with someone on the Discord right before we started here about just, like, appreciating the fact that these events are only around for so long and these resources are only around for so long. I think somebody was actually saying something about, like, cauldrons taking over user vaults for eight hours. And I was just kind of saying, like, hey, you know, for the rest of the 365 days a year, you won't see these resources. So... You know, appreciate yeah. it when you can. Right. Uh, and speaking of Halloween, Zach, you, I think you said you had a great idea for a costume, but you didn't pull the trigger on it. So I'm not super festive. I did have an idea. My life tends to get a little chaotic around holidays because of, I guess, the interaction between my wife, and my family, my kids and stuff. And But so I didn't end up doing anything. But I did have an idea for costume. I just wanted to get like a washer dryer box, which would have been a task in itself unless you just got a new washer dryer but hang, and hang then yeah hang out at Lowe's actually that would have been a good idea and spray paint it orange and design it like the pumpkin cubie and just have your arms and legs poking out the sides and bottom just go trick-or-treating I feel like you might have gotten uh, a lot of votes for that so I'm almost glad you didn't do it but no I think uh I think the more the merrier um, so uh, I'm a, not at really festive either, but I did think of, hey, not so many people. I think actually IT guy and I want to say K-Hag talked about this on their podcast that 
maybe not so many people will do this. So the name of the game is just a numbers game of putting anything out there. Um, so I went with the strategy of just getting something up there, a key booth, and doing it first. So I would at least be the first person you saw. They were talking <laughs> about that key on your head. How did you make that? The key is styrofoam. Um, we bought something. I forget what it was. Uh, but it came with a little bit of styrofoam and I just actually, I started to cut the key out and then had my wife finish it because that's the kind of man I am. And then, <laughs> um, then I was able to spray paint the cardboard box. Um, and as I revealed to you and IT guy, uh, it's all Hollywood because the whole back of it was not done at all. Uh, it was just the front because I knew this was just going to be a one picture kind of deal. Um, so I just made sure that the front looked, I'll say, quote unquote, good. Because uh, part of my thing is to just, I want to make you laugh. I want you to to see it and smile and not be like, oh, that was such a cool costume. Because that would take too much work. So to make well, you laugh. they did think you may have used a 3D printer to print the key. So, <laughs> Wait, wait, somebody said that? I, didn't, I did not I'm hear that. I'm pretty sure it was on IT Guy's podcast. I don't know if really? it was KHAG or IT Guy, but one of them said that. Then, yes, I used a 3D printer to make my costume. <laughs> there you go. Give me keys. All right, cool. Right. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of Halloween stuff happening. I think you've kind of nailed this down. So give us the give us the skinny on it. So phase one was get to pumpkins. We just got out of phase two, which was which wanted to see the pumpkins. And that would get us to the next level of the Halloween event. Phase three, which is where we currently are. Phase three is we have to wear the monster or the mummy QB. And if enough people equip that QB, then we will get to phase four. Phase four is the phase which should spawn the epic cauldrons. As of we're recording this, it's phase three. I have my monster on. Do you have a monster or a mummy? I just printed it today when I went out on a hunt, and right. I haven't equipped it yet because it's still sitting at Target. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'll go get it tonight, though, after the Chiefs game. Of course. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Throw that in there. That's cool. Yeah, I got my monster the other day, so and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go for these epics. I put out an alert on the Pennsylvania Discord just saying, like, hey, let me know wherever there's an epic. Just because I'm figuring they're not going to come around too often. So I'm prepared to come to Philly or do a midnight run to wherever. So um, I don't know if you have coordinated that far. I know you have Rudy Tootie and his family around there. If you guys have coordinated ahead of time. Yeah, I have a Discord server with Kansas City players in it. Rudy and his family are a couple of the most active people. They have called out when they've spawned a rare cauldron, which has been several times, but a lot of the times it is like around lunchtime or during wow. work when I can't leave where I'm at. It's just not super convenient for me to go drive downtown. So I actually haven't gotten any downtown yet, but I have snagged a few that uh, Rudy has spawned. So. So do you think that was something to help out, like having it eight hours instead of one hour? Like it was supposed to be that, hey, you could get this later if you needed to? I think that is probably what they did it for. And I think it's probably served its purpose. We don't have an extremely active community in the north part of Kansas City where I am. So, I mean, we obviously have Rudy, his family, me, but I would say four or five players in a probably 15, 20 mile radius of 60,000 people. So it's not a lot of people playing where I'm at, but still it's helpful because an hour goes by really fast, you know? So eight hours is nice. Like you said, if we spawn these epics, then I'll probably go downtown. Exactly. Of course. Yeah, I, I am 
100% ready to go to Philly or, you know, wherever it has to be to get the Epic because I imagine I might not spawn one and I'm only going to have the one one or two chances, maybe. So if I get the chance and it's a midnight run, that's what I'm going to do. The topic, though, of the Epics just reminds me a little bit of what Cuckoo Pup said. Until the Epic cauldrons are found, we haven't seen enough tears yet. So I don't know if his purpose is to just troll, but... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that means because uh, we already know it's going to cost a yellow key, right? Maybe he thinks right. that people don't know that or a lot of people don't know that and they're going to be upset about it. I don't know. It also has me wondering if the game mechanic is slightly different than it was for the common and rare cauldron. Do you have a guess right. at what you think Cuckoo Puffs actually means about these tiers? I'm guessing it's just he thinks that people are going to cry about the yellow key cost. <laughs> but but so I could be wrong and I don't know. You could be totally right. Uh, I'll speculate as well and just say the tears thing has been said intermixed with the cat thing this whole time. And to have the cats go through the Halloween event, it, I, I don't want there to be a throw a cat in the cauldron kind of thing. But it all I mean, it's very much leading to something like that. And I'm not I, I don't think that's I, I mean, saying that and I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm like, what could you possibly mean by this other than that? So I, I hate for it to be something like, oh, you're going to hate this about the game. Because why would anybody play a game that they just hate? So uh, there's plenty yeah. of people saying they don't like this and that about, uh, you know, the, the cauldrons or the monoliths or whatever they've been. So Wasn't it you a couple podcasts ago that was talking about cooking cats or something? Maybe this fits right in. <laughs> there have been a lot of things about, like, breeding the cats or... Uh, that the that the other epic will be a black cat, um, but I have I don't think I've been one of those people that have said anything about that kind of thing happening. It, it, I don't want there to be anything actually that's cat related for the Halloween, um, just because I I I don't see how it would work and mesh together. I'll say quote unquote logically, right. but again I. I don't know. I've been wrong on almost every single thing that has come out in the game. So, Well, Illusion Weaver has already said that it's going to cost a yellow key. If you had to throw a cat in there, I wouldn't be hurt about it, but I would be surprised. I would be too. I mentioned before that I had a, some suggestion that was not so family-friendly, and Cuckoo Puffs immediately was like, this is a family-friendly game. So I think throwing a cat in a cauldron qualifies as not family-friendly. <laughs> um, so I, I'll leave that up to them. Maybe, hey, Halloween, all bets are off. I don't know. It's a good time, though. You ready to talk suggestions? Oh, man. So suggestions are coming in hot and heavy. I will be totally honest and say I didn't get through all the suggestions that were even posted. I just grabbed as many as I could that I thought would kind of fit into our format here. Uh, let's start. I like the ones with... you chose. You like the ones? Okay, cool. And I was even yeah. going to say, like, as we're talking about them, I could probably find a couple more because suggestions are just flying in all the time. So let's go with it. All right. In it for the money is asking that, that we have uh, timestamps to the letters. So those mail notifications that you get and saying that something is happening in 20 minutes is useless if you aren't using the app when they send the message. I will say that I totally agree. This was uh, This was suggested right in the moment when uh, they posted something about like servers going down for 10 minutes, I think. Um, and I was not around either. And I went and got on the, the disc on the, on the game and saw that message myself. And just because I was on the discord, I knew that it had already passed, but a, a normal person would be clicking that and saying, Oh, the servers are down for, for 20 minutes. Um, so I right. think that's a great idea to put timestamps to them. 
I don't know if you if you had the same experience or if you happened to be playing at the game at the time. I just kind of assumed that when I saw that server event that it had already passed because I hadn't opened the game for several hours at the time. But I agree that server message is really a good reason to to have it in game. And if if you can't put a timestamp on it, maybe that message should be pulled from the inbox if if the time's already passed and the person hasn't opened the mail yet. I don't know. That's just a thought. It's interesting to me too that you just said that you opened the game and saw the notification and just said, oh, I bet the time has already passed because you're a seasoned player and you know that that's how it works. And so many right. people opening the game for the first time might not know that. And so, yeah, that's why I love the, the adding timestamps or pulling, or yeah, your suggestion of pulling the message back out of the inbox if the, if the, if it's no longer needed. Right. And in the past, we've seen messages that have repeated or come a second time and, and that could be permanently fixed and not an issue anymore. I don't know. But if it did come up again, at least a timestamp on notifications, we would know that, Hey, we can ignore this message and move on. So in it for the money, we both like it. Thumbs up. All right, Black Cat Minty has a suggestion. It says, after solving a yellow vault, instead of it disappearing, a monolith appears. And when you click it, you see the names of everyone who contributed resin to build that vault. I like the suggestion of just adding notoriety to the people who actually helped build the vault. Um, I think I had another suggestion that was similar to that, where if you clicked on a yellow vault, there might be like a different button you could just click off to the side that's kind of like a credits button um, that would show everybody who donated maybe even how much they donated i don't know that might be too much but to put names on it just like you know a plaque or whatever a, a, a physical sculpture might have like who built something i i love that idea and it gives it gives you a little bit more of a reason to to donate to a crane i i Bet you agree. If I could describe the suggestion in three words or less, it would be dope as f <laughs> For as long as the game or the yellow vaults exist, people are going to be able to see that you contributed. You mentioned the notoriety. So for people to be able to see that you contributed to the game's success and the building of your city, I think it's cool. Two thumbs up, Black Cat Minty. Uh, the next one is from Kieran. He's a he's a wild card. I've seen him a bunch in the Discord. So uh, let's take, tackle one of his suggestions. Um, it says it would be nice to see a receipt of all your previous auction house transactions, so you can budget your keys better and more importantly contribute data to the wiki price tracker. Only your own transactions would be visible for privacy's sake, but you could opt to share that info if you wanted. I think this just goes along the lines with all the other kind of stat friendly kind of suggestions that say i want to know what i've done in this game and especially auction houses is, is you know it's basically like being able to balance your books like how you, you want to be able to know what you've done Can you find a hole in this zach do you think there's anything wrong with uh it did come from kieran so <laughs> no i mean i'm just joking I, i'll be honest i like it a lot there have been several times where I've thought about contributing to the wiki, just like he pointed out, and I've forgotten what price I paid or what the item sold for, or I already picked my keys up, you know, I'd, or I thought about it too late. So I'm sure it's on the back burner of their things to do. So I'm not sure when it's going to come or if it'll come, but I really like the idea. Yeah, me too. I, I am always meaning to, in good faith, to contribute to that data and I always just flake on it. I just never remember exactly what I paid. Like you said, um, you know, the, 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 the prices come in hot, the keys come in all different ways and even times and whatever, and you just can't track it all. And so let's move on to one that I kind of picked because it was actually downvoted quite a bit. I don't see a whole lot that are downvoted a lot. 
And this is not in any way calling out this person. I just want to be able to let them uh, have their, their moment in the sun here and then see what they, they have to say. Um, Sunny Nye, uh, their suggestion is to enable features that allow borrowing blueprints, either to borrow at a set price and a length of time. For example, uh, let's, I'm going to try to say this. For example, one third blueprint base price for three days via the shop. I'm not sure what that means. Or allow users to lend out their blueprints via the auction house. So this is kind of like a soft selling, being able to let somebody else use your blueprint to to get the leaderboard points and then give it back. Zach, do you know, can you tell us why it's been downvoted so much? I can't because I love it. I mean, you I love it. love it. You love it. Love it. I don't necessarily like the shop part, but the the lending other users lending out their blueprints. I love it. Especially think about if this game gets to 5 million, 10 million, 50 right, million, right. 100 what million people, and there's 10,000 blueprints of the Bitcoin QB. Oh, and you know what? Only 2,000 people are actually active that have those. Yeah, I mean, like, there's going to be such a need for them at that point. So obviously you could print the QB off. And so maybe those are the people that are downvoting, those that want to just keep the blueprint and uh, print off the QB. But think about it. If you own the blueprint and you want to just lend it out, you don't have to give away the resources. So you would just be like money in your pocket because you own something and you're lending it out and you get it back. Beats, why does everybody hate this so much? I don't know, but let me give you just a scenario. You save for an entire year and you come up with all the ingredients because you're a hardcore player for the legendary. Instead of you risking and posting them on the market for me at the, using the buy now functionality, which is a feature that's supposed to come soon, why not just pay a fee to rent out that blueprint so there's no risk of somebody swooping in and buying them up before I can or outbidding me or, you know, whatever. So I love the idea, even if it's just you and me. Wow. Okay. Okay. You, you, you've swayed me a little bit. I was absolutely like shocked that uh, this was even suggested uh, just because I thought of like, hey, this is how the economy is. You're supposed to have the blueprint and print the QB and, and sell it off. Um, and the other people who want that QB should have to just buy the QB or, you know, try to get the scraps of materials and get the blueprints together. But yeah. when you bring up the legendary, that makes so much more sense to get people to to not have to worry about that because you're right. Cause right now you would, you would absolutely have a hard time getting any of that done. Like you said, you'd have to do it. I mean, uh, we don't know. We don't know what, exactly what buy now is going to be exactly. So. It would be nice if the buy now functionality had an option buy now. And you could put a person's name in this person can only buy now, or this person has 15 minutes to buy now before it goes public. That something like that would be pretty cool too. I like it. Um, and we got one more suggestion. I know we could probably do more, but we'll, we'll go with a uh, rainstorm. He's got, it's kind of controversial. It's had, had had four up votes, four down votes. Um, and this is kind of about boosts. And so he, he suggests having random temporary boosts where it would be something like you might get a, a usable item that grants like a, maybe 15 minutes of 10% more crypto. Um, or fifteen percent chance to double a key off of a key booth, uh, something like that. Or he, he has more. He has more. Um, uh, though you could use once a day. Twenty percent resource cost to print a common. So like a, getting a discount on printing, um, or a ten percent. 
10% to print a rare QB blueprint. I'm not exactly following all that. Uh, but then it says the legendary could be something like one free vault of each of the first three tiers, one use a week. I'm not following that either, really. Um, and so it's just, I think it's about giving boosts to either different QBs um, or just giving you a temporary time limited boost. Um, I'm not, I don't hate this idea. I just think there, there are already boosts into the game like happy hour, like um, the, uh, the events. Um, so I don't know that they would go this route, especially giving out more crypto or more keys. I'll, I'll say downvote to that. What do you think, Zach? It's actually five to four because I uploaded it for right before the podcast. All right. <laughs> you know, so not to disagree with you because I agree with you in some sense about the actual, if you go in and read all of his examples of what the boost would be. I might not like all of those, but Rainstorm, I hear you about the consumable idea for the most part. Boost aside, we can figure out what boosts are cool or what boosts would work better later. I like the idea of having a consumable and they could even make, again, like I always do, find a way to make it a key sync. You have to somehow spend a key to activate the boost that you looted through a vault or some other means to activate it. And it could be temporary Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm not even sure I'm, I'm using the right analogy here, but I, some of these strike me as being kind of Fortnite-esque. Like, hey, you get this extra thing if you do such and such thing. Uh, and I know that that's kind of counterintuitive to the whole, you know, hunting to, to get things, the resources and whatnot. But kind of having the boost kind of thing, just I, I don't know. I guess if you're not paying for it, it really wouldn't matter. Um, but I, I do like the idea of providing like a little, almost like a dopamine boost and saying like, hey, go do this right now. Like you got this boost right now, go do it. Uh, it's a smart idea, I think, to get people to, to go hunt a little bit more when they might not, uh, when they might not used to do it. Or they, I, I like the idea of it being um, something you could hold on to and use it when you wanted to. I think that would also get you kind of more hype about the game too. It'd be like, oh, next, you know, next reset, I'm going to use this boost and and really break in the crypto or the keys or whatever it is. Um, so I, I I'm controversial on this. I'm I'm kind of plus and minus on it. So rainstorm, I I wish you luck on that getting kind of shoehorned into the game. All right, rainstorm, I didn't get him to completely change his mind, but he's halfway there. I'm halfway. I, I realize how malleable my thoughts are as soon as I bounce them off of somebody else, like Zach. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, and I recently heard you guys talking about the, the happy hour and there's lots of talk about how to improve the happy hour things about like, oh, it's the, the paint isn't enough to go out or it's always at 2am or uh, all these different re or it's, it's, you know, the, the, the category never pops up. And I just want to throw out there my hot take of the idea that the happy hour does not need any improving. It is not your personal paint dispenser. It is only meant to reward those already hunting in that random hour. And of course, they might change it and make it different, better, whatever you think, better, worse. Um, but I, I really think it was just there as kind of like an extra little boost because it's really not a huge boost most of the time. I mean, how many times do you get more than one or two red or purple paints to pop off? I, I don't think the happy hour itself needs to go anywhere. I think they'll just keep adding different things and we'll just be amazed by all these other things and not have to worry about 
uh, happy hour happening at all. I don't dislike happy hour, but there obviously were a lot of suggestions around happy hour. I do feel a little bit like it is my personal paint dispenser, though. I just happen to not be able to choose when it decides to dispense paint. It is a little disappointing, though, if you go out and you hit 15 or 20 volts on the back half of the hour and you get zero paint from happy hour. I mean, that's not really happy hour. How happy is that? So for that reason, I don't know. Like, okay, so I, I will come back at that and say that you're going at it with the idea that as soon as I see that clock pop up on my, my screen, I should get something cool. And I don't think that's the intention. The intention is, hey, if you're out, you might want to check out whatever category is popped up right now and, and see if you can hit that. I specifically recall Illusion Reaver in the past saying that they wanted to look at or would be interested in seeing the data around how happy hour affected people going out to hunt. So for that reason, I would say that that's not necessarily the case. And I yeah. almost clearly recollect him as well, saying that it is not something to build your day around. It's just like, a, hey, if you happen to be there, that's what it is. That's just saying that he's not going to change it. That's, you know, he's kind of, sorry, Legion Weaver, he's kind of stubborn. So if he likes something the way it is, then it's going to stay. And I think Happy Hour might be one of those things. That's a part of having a vision that goes far beyond whatever we're thinking. Like we're all kind of trying to adjust for this moment. And I assume that the, the developers, Illusion Weaver and, and at all are months ahead and are thinking like, don't worry about happy hour. Look at what we're about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, shut up. I'm working on 50 other things. I don't care about that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, which, of course, leads right into all the stuff that Illusion Weaver has said this week. Uh, Illusion Weaver leaked it, I think, on Blockboy Stream, but Tribe Headquarters, or whatever it's going to be called, I think it's cool. It sounds awesome. I'm a little bummed that it is centered around your area, but I obviously know that that's the way the game is going to be played. But, you know, I've developed a lot of friendships with people online that I don't of people who I don't know in person, and it would be nice to be part of their tribe, you know what I mean? Instead of just the local people around me. But that's not a diss on Kansas City players. I just met, have met a lot of cool people that aren't in Kansas City, you know? And I have very few people around me, but I do have KHAG, and both of our wives are, are very local, obviously. And then hopefully, if whatever this mechanic is, we could pull one or two more people into this area to do whatever this is. And I know, I think it was you got an IT guy that we're talking about, like, where will this, like, in terms of the, the quote unquote claiming of land, and if you can put the HQ in the land of the, the UV or just outside of the land or what that will mean. Um, and so I'm just thinking that in terms of claiming land would mean that you are in fact having to build it inside of the, the radius of some user vault or even maybe where two user vaults like almost touch or you know like the the radius of the the tribal hq will be big enough that it needs to encompass you know let's say three different players user vaults something like that we're about to go into uh i speak nerd dubious speculation <laughs> but illusion or cuckoo pups has mentioned that they could possibly sell user vaults and i think that would be so cool because i think I don't know whose who's vault it was that had like 99 keys returned from it. And this was like a couple of months ago. 
It's gonna be in Vancouver, LA. Is it mu- Beach Music? Is there West, West Beach Music? Yeah, yeah. Right. West Beach Music. That he had like 99 keys returned, and it was like a couple months ago. And I was like, man, mine is the most I've had is like 25. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, he gets four times more keys than me. I was like, yeah, I, I want to buy that. I mean, everybody else probably would too. It would be cool. You know, if you could buy that, like Kukupov suggested, that area around that vault, like, would that be your tribe's area now? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of weird to think about. Like, obviously, you don't want to build a headquarters right there, but would that keep that tribe from being able to build a headquarters around that area? You know, so it's just kind of fun to think about, I guess. I I get very confused as soon as people start to speculate further on this because I I only know the idea of the the four basically two players and two kind of players around me um so anything further than that of people even trying to compete or anything like that I'm just like I I don't know how I would play that um so I yeah I'm hoping that the mechanic is clearly explained obviously these events are kind of figure it out on your own um, but I'm hoping that the, the tribal thing will be a little bit more um, hand-holding to, to figure out what is going on. Uh, and I don't normally say that, but I, I, I feel like this will be a really important step in the game. So I want to make sure I get it right. And I know K-Hag is obviously invested in getting it right himself. So we want to try to yeah, do it. Yeah, I might it. just have to drive up to Pennsylvania and stick all my UVs right before the... <laughs> Updates released right around yours. Like, yeah, it's mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? That might be kind of sort of what starts happening, right? Like that, that whole claiming land thing. I, I don't know. That, that might be kind of what happens. Uh, I know people were talking about things like user vaults being auctioned off and like, oh, you could buy this one or that one that's you know far away. And I believe I heard that you had to be at the user vault to place a bid on it. Yeah. I still just want to see user vaults in the auction house. I want to own a piece of land in Canada. All right, let's move on. So a couple of the neat things we saw Illusion Weaver leak. Looks like we have an exchange for, or an export partner for Asia coming. I don't know if it's Calyx or Calyx, but that's the export partner's name. And there's also one coming soon for the UK. I think it's BitEEU those areas will be able to export their crypto as soon as those partners are live. But that's good news that they're at least announced or, you know, that we heard them from Illusion Weaver in Discord. It definitely helps the UK players to know that their their efforts are not for naught, that you will definitely be able to, to um, cash out whenever you want to. And I don't, obviously there's no Asia game yet, uh, but it's awesome to know that they already have kind of the back end supported for those players that are going to be starting, because I know there's at least a little bit of interest. I see the occasional Discord person that says, hey, when's it coming to the Philippines or Indonesia or whatever? So uh, I can't yeah. wait until that kicks off because that'll be a lot more stuff happening in the in the auction house for sure. Yeah, a lot of these UK players will get a little fat check saved up though. You know, I remember, I think it was, I'd been playing for yeah, two or three I months before my first one came out. So. Yeah, I had a little video I, come out. <laughs> yep, I watched that. I watched that, and, and I remember you saying like, like you were like, "All right, I'm just checking out my uphold," and you were like, "Whoa!" You did one of those like that. So, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's an awesome feeling. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it was like twenty eight hundred dollars or something like that when we first got the export. A great feeling, I'm sure. And yeah. yeah, like I said before, like you guys playing before uphold was even a thing. And it, uh, even the, you New York players or you UK players that are playing and, and going hard, like I, I give you full credit for, 
We're doing it anyway, because have faith, man. It'll come. It'll come. All right. So, Good stuff. all right. Who was your buddy quest with this week? Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to, since I wasn't here last week, I wanted to give a shout out to Mind Puzzles, because um, he said he was a chef in Austin who was working really late every night. And I was able to get with him at like 1130 on my time, uh, but we got it done. So thank you, Mind Puzzles. And then I had another buddy quest just recently. Um, I don't know how to say his name, but I'll say Gnosis, um, who couldn't do it the first night, but then did it the, the very next morning. And I remember him actually as being one of the top players when I first started. He, I actually think of him as like being up on the leaderboards right when I, I came around. I don't know if you remember him, but like he's one of the first names that I remember seeing along with yours, actually, Zach. Yeah, I talked to... Okay, first... Backing up a second, mind puzzles. I added him a few weeks ago. I had a buddy quiz with him a few weeks ago, and I shouted him out too there. So he's getting uh, almost back-to-back shout-outs, so congrats. <laughs> uh, and you said Gnosis. I just assumed it was like Genesis, like Genosis, you know. That makes Genosis. more sense. But I, I could be wrong. Pilot. Yeah. Well, I just thought I always knew, but I guess Genosis <laughs> You'll have to let us know. Yeah. Now you got to tell so, us. Now, now we need I to did have a buddy quest. Uh, it, I didn't get responded to, so I deleted my buddy, and I haven't had another one pop, so oh, no. I, I might need some more friends. Well, do you want to shame that person while we're here? No, I closed it. I, like, after I deleted them, I closed my chat, so I don't actually even remember the name. So. Oh, no. I do have a shout out though. I wanted to just thank Crypto Nerd because he offered me cocktails. I thought like all the cocktails have been swooped up. So he posted some for me and uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Right on. True OG right there. Yeah. On that note, last week I did a giveaway where I don't call it a giveaway. It was just two green keys. But for people who listened to our podcast last week with IT Guy, I put the bid in like I was supposed to, and then somebody came in and placed a bid above mine on the third day. I assume it was an accident. The person's name was Nickums. I tried to find him on Discord, and I couldn't because I was going to just contact him and overbid him if I could get a hold of him. To be kind, I didn't get a hold of him, so I didn't do that. I feel like I didn't do my giveaway last week, so I feel like we should do it this week. Again, so giving away two green keys again, but I don't know what should we have them do this week, Beats. This is like on the fly. Beats has no idea that I was going to ask him this, so bear with us. I think the the first person to DM Zach with... uh, I want it to be public, you know. Oh, you want it to be public? Yeah, so that there can't be like, oh, Zach just did this for... Uh, Okay, you're right, you're right. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, so the first person to respond to our, our streamer's post in hashtag streamers with the number of films wait, with the number of Oscars that Richard Burton has won. If you I got to be honest, that guy probably hates this game. He hates it. If he wasn't, <laughs> if he's not dead, he hates this game. I don't know yeah, him at all. I don't either. It. Yeah. But I know the answer to that question. And uh, he probably hates coin out world. It's yeah. a constant reminder. Yep. That, that just, all right. that just puts it on, puts the icing on the cake for him. Recapping there. Beats is going to post this in streamers channel and you're going to respond with the number of Oscars that Richard, is it Richard Burton? Richard Burton. Yes. Has won. First person to do that. It's two green keys. And so I like that you also had to listen to this whole thing and you had to know a little bit of trivia. So 
Let's throw right, that. There you go. Good one, Beats. Good one. Yeah, yeah. See, we'll end on a high note. All right. So next week we will wrap up the Halloween event. Obviously, it's going to end while we are gone. Um, but we will talk about all that stuff that happened. Um, if the epic happened, if the cats were involved. And of course, we will start speculating immediately on what the next Thanksgiving QB is. Do you have an idea on what the what it'll be, Zach? Uh, I don't. I'm saying mashed potato stuffing. <laughs> yeah, yes, something like a blob. I, I would yeah. like a blob, please. I think the turkey is just like says Thanksgiving. Maybe it'll be like a pilgrim QB. I don't know. Okay. I got nothing. All right. Well, tune in and find out next week what we're what we're going to talk about, and uh, we will eventually hunt down this Thanksgiving QB. That's definitely going to come out. So uh, stay tuned, and we will see you next week. Stay hunting, hunters. Later.